Twins Talk It Up podcast, where my identical twin brother and I share our thoughts and provide solutions for executives and professionals who want to become masters of speaking and communicating so that they can maximize their influence and impact. Yes, we are identical twins who happen to also be public speakers, executive coaches, and sales leaders. Our company, DSP Leadership Group, focuses on equipping leaders who want to speak with confidence and authority, all while using their authentic voice. Here on the Twins Talk It Up podcast, we present topics about communication and leadership from our perspective as individuals and as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. More than any other time in recent memory, the present moment offers many Americans a chance to make work better. Employees in 2022 have more leverage. This health pandemic, along with other factors, including social injustice and inequality, has prompted a widespread reevaluation of what place work should have in the lives of many professionals. Time in since for a moment stopped. It stopped long enough for people to ask and answer the question, what's really important to me? This so-called great resignation in the workforce has created a demand for workers. These conditions create a fruitful opportunity for so many that are seeking higher wages, flexibility, better benefits, and improved working conditions. We're pleased to have an author, podcaster, business coach, and the founder and CEO of Y Sales Network join our program. She launched Y Sales Network because of her passion to help sales professionals and entrepreneurs grow in their confidence and their ability to be effective in their sales roles. She's empowering the next generation with some of her work as well. And she's created training programs and including a wide network of training professionals. Joyce, welcome to the Twins Talking Up program. How are you today, Joyce? I'm great. Thank you guys for having me. This is Danny Brown. So from time to time, when Dave and I are speaking, we'll make sure our audience know who is actually speaking. So tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey and what led you to starting Why Sales Network? I tell you, so my entrepreneurial journey, um, this is um, my third business that I've invested in. But as I tell you, I won't tell you my age, but as I was going up there <laughs> and I was in corporate, I've been in um, sales, corporate sales, global sales um, space for about 25 years. And I truly believe that sales is the best profession out there. I believe it's the only profession that allows you, no matter what your educational background is, your skill set or what have you, to go into sales. There's an opportunity for everyone and you can work really hard understanding the sales process and earn six figures your first year. It really doesn't happen in too many other professions consistently. So when I'm talking with young people, I'm mentoring them, whether college students or just someone that has a skill set, I can go tell a plumber, you know, plumbing, go sell for a company that sells plumbing and become their best sales guy. Right. So when I decided that I really wanted to retire at a certain age and I wasn't getting there and I found myself in corporate having conversations, I've been number one, two consecutive years, which was a decision of mine to do. And I said, you know what? Let me start a business where I can be passionate about, where I don't feel like I'm going to feel like I'm working because I'm going to enjoy it so much. And I really bought into that thing that people say that if you're doing something you really love, it doesn't feel like work. I can coach and mentor and talk about sales 
all day. So I launched Y Sales Network, not knowing COVID was going to hit, <laughs> but I launched Y Sales Network. We, you know, haven't looked back, been um, consistent in building the platform and touching lives. And I'm just super excited about the direction that we're headed. Wonderful, Joyce. This is David. And thank you for sharing that. You know, it's amazing to be able to hear other entrepreneurs and what led them to start their journey. And despite this pandemic, you've pushed through, you've built an incredible platform. And that's how you and I met, which I really, really love. And you've become such a guiding voice for so many other entrepreneurs in our space. But Joyce, let's go back to this great resignation we've seen the last year and a half. According to U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, it says here that now a number of Americans have quit their jobs in the month of November alone, 4.5 million Americans. And we talk about these resignations, and they especially come in the healthcare sector, the, and some of them in the tech and industry, uh, what we call hospitality industry. But why do you suppose in the last year and a half this has happened? What's been the driving factor for why so many people have left or what now we're coining the great resignation era? And what should we know about that? You know, I so I'll tell you one for me. I realize I don't need as much money to live off of that I thought I did before, right? And I've always said money, we all know money's a tool, right? It, it, you know, people say, I tell myself a few years ago, what motivation? Oh, money. No, it's not. It's what you can do with money, right? And, I, you know, for me, that's travel, that's hanging out with my family, that's my nieces going to the store with me and picking up whatever they want or ordering whatever they want at a restaurant. And they, they don't look at auntie for one minute. They just know if they pick it up, if they order it, it's theirs, right? And that's always been important to me because I want to create experiences and exposure for them. But I tell you, a couple of weeks ago, I was in the Fort Lauderdale area and um, I was hanging out with my sweetie and he has a construction business as well as a restaurant. And we were buying goods and things like that, going to a lot of stores, mom and type um, stores, um, independent stores, um, big box stores, freight companies, and everyone had a hiring sign. So on that Sunday, I actually um, didn't want to go run around from store to store. I just wanted to go hang out in the mall and get some girl time. So I went over to the mall and I took an Uber. The Uber driver going, I think, had moved from New Jersey and the one coming back had moved from Chicago. And so one of the gentlemen I'm speaking with, he said that his wife was in the medical field. So when they looked at who was going to leave their jobs, they felt like they made a decision to let's go ahead and how keep your job and keep your healthcare benefits and et cetera. And he decided to leave his job, homeschool the kids, work with the kids. But what he said was it changed his life. He said he became a better husband. He became a better father. He felt as if he was more in tune to his family. He said that he he'd go, he would go in the morning and Uber drive you know, um, take to people to airports and things like that. Or we started out as, as Uber Eats, right? Dropping off foods and things. So now he does the food thing for like for lunch. The kids are back in school. You know, he gets his kids after school when he puts them to bed. Then he goes and drives some more. He does the airport run. And so he goes from Uber um, taking you places to actually dropping off food. But he said it's changed his life. And he says, you know, I always thought that I would be less of a person if I wasn't that corporate guy bringing in the, 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 the bacon for the family and things like that. And he said he's earning just as much money, but he earns it when he wants to. He go worse when he wants to. And when his kids 
it, but he doesn't have to rush out the door to punch a clock when his daughter was trying to get his attention and talk to him and say, daddy. And he didn't have to say, baby, I got to go because he didn't have to punch that clock until he made the decision to get in that car and punch that clock. And it has changed his life. And I think many people have begun to experience that. And, and that's what's taking place. People are choosing quality of life. This is Danny. I really think that's fantastic. The fact that you special, you just specifically said it's the quality of life. This father has a better work-life balance, more meaning behind what he does, more opportunity to spend time with his children and still make the same amount of money. You can't beat that. I just, there's so much, as Dave said, this new post-pandemic paradigm shift that's going on where people are just leaving the work and mass exodus because they want a better work-life balance. And you brought up something a little bit earlier. You said that this person's a plumber, but they go work for a plumbing company and they're the best salesperson there is in that company. So taking what you know and what you can do and making a greater impact is very important. I'm assuming that this person working in corporate America understands how to communicate with people that gets into his car to go to the airport. I'm, I'm assuming that because he's at corporate America, he knows exactly how catering gets done. So that when he drops off that food, he does it in a way where people remember him and remembers the organization and would like to use him again and his services again. So all his skill sets, despite being a new position, allowed him to have that success. So let's go back a little bit to your thought process here, because I love what you're thinking here. You're taking individuals success or their or, or their strengths and you're allowing them to learn how to profit off of that learning how to take satisfaction in that as you said earlier the greatest profession in the world is sales i'm assuming it's the same thing you're allowing people's uh what i call experience you're leveraging it so that they can actually have a greater impact is that kind of how you're putting it all together absolutely and we're teaching these people i you know like they say teach you how to fish right right <laughs> I can take you fish or I can teach you how to fish, right? And what I teach people in sales is a lot of it is relationships, is building those relationships. My first book was Why Sales for College Students, right? And I have a, a section in there where I talk about, I, I take people back because I think the fear about sales is we've had too many life experiences, right? And so now we're afraid and sales also became a dirty word. Well, it's not a dirty word. I'm here to tell you it's a lovely word, Right. So I grew up in, I'll take you back a minute. I grew up on a small island, Galveston, Texas, about 45 miles, uh, miles south of Houston. So it's a small, take your walk anywhere you want to go. So if we want to go somewhere like to a concert or something, we had to come to Houston where I currently reside, right? And so if you wanted to go to a concert, you had to go to your mom. You had to, um, you know, build that rapport. Hey, mom, how are you doing? Did you have a good day at work? How'd everything go? You sure? Okay. Dr. Wan did. Okay. Y'all did the plastic surgery. Awesome. You know, mom, the weekend is coming up. You're setting the tone, right? After she's all lovely, dovely, you don't fix her some tea or whatever. And then you're telling her about the weekend and this concert that's going to be taking place in the next few weeks. You're going to give her some references. You're going to say, hey, I already talked to Danny's parents. Guess what? His older brother's going to drop us off. His dad's going to pick us up. We're going to be good. His mom's already looked into it and said that is good. April's mom said it's okay, you know, and we're all going to go. And here's why, you know, it's going to be a great experience for me. My first time leaving the city. I think that I, I'm independent, mom. I think I'm going to make good decisions so you don't have to worry about me. And considering that we have a ride to and from, are you going in for the clothes? Can I go to the concert? 
You had it all worked out. You set her up. You set it up and you closed the deal. And, and of course, you know, it, it's a little bit more to the process than that, but I did just go through steps of the process, of the sales process, right? You know, she said, well, what about this? And what about that? And I overcame the objections. Well, mom, you don't have to worry about that. Danny's older brother's gonna, you know, he's gonna take us. He's been driving. He's had his license for five years. You know, he's been driving back and forth to Houston, right? And so I really wanna teach people that skill set. And sometimes I start off by helping people understand how to master small talk because some of us really, we just aren't comfortable having conversations. No, it's just as the more comfortable we come with having conversations, the better we are at building that rapport and being able to get through the sales process. This is David Joyce and I appreciate you sharing that. I love the illustration and how you've got to convince your mother of all the potential obstacles, the benefits, and you've learned to overcome these things to where she couldn't say no. She just couldn't possibly say no. Even though she's wrapped up into the decision emotionally, she couldn't say no. And taking that to applying the same type of mindset to those you're training, those professionals say, look, your life has prepared you in so many ways for the things that you're going to face in the sales world. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't make it more difficult than what it is. Simplify it. Remember, you've overcome objections before. Remember, you know what to look for. And the only person that needs to be emotionally involved in this conversation is not you. It's the buyer or the person that needs to make the decision if they want your services or your goods, or even they want you, okay? So if, keeping these little things in mind can really make it easier. And I love even how you said, it's the small talk. If you can have a conversation with the person next to you, you can have a conversation with your neighbor, you can extrapolate that to a total stranger. You can make that bond, you can make that connection. Once you make that connection, that trust is established, that's when the sale can get done. I love how you did that. It's very simple. At least it sounds simple, but what comes in there? It's our fear, Joyce. It's the fear of rejection. It's, you gotta it's get the past fear it. to know. But, but I, I just want to catch Joyce right here, right now. But how do you help your trainees, these sales professionals that come to you, whether they're paid for by the company or they pay for it themselves, how do you help them to overcome the biggest objection there is, not from the potential prospect or client, but from their own minds? How do you help them to overcome that objection of, I can't do this, or I'm afraid of being rejected? What do, you, what do you do to help them do that? We'll be right back after this short break. I am delighted to announce that App Meetup's customers can now benefit from the presentation and speaking training courses with our integration and partnership with DSB Leadership Group. DSB Leadership Group is committed to providing training and resources to support professionals becoming more effective communicators and increase their impact and value. And that is the reason why App Meetup and DSB Leadership Group have formed a partnership to make sure that our MSPs, which is you, can be effective and powerful speakers in the community. Whether you are hosting a major conference, a specialized training, or a year-end corporate event, Finding the right keynote speaker or breakout speaker should be at the top of your priority list. Partner with Elite Speaker Services to book speakers according to your specifications and needs. Elite Speaker Services has the depth of speakers and the experience to bring you peace of mind and a successful event. Go to EliteSpeakerServices.com for all your event needs. Let us deliver the message your audience needs to hear. Let us deliver beyond your expectations. Pigs don't have to fly for you to retire a millionaire. 
Optimize how you spend, save, and grow your money with the Millionaire Me app. Millionaire Me was designed to help Gens X, Y, and Z become after-tax millionaires in retirement. Even if you haven't started saving, you can get started. Get all the tools that you'll need in one easy-to-use app to get you toward your goal of retiring as a millionaire. So remember, pigs don't have to fly for you to retire a millionaire. Go to the App Store, download the app to get started, and even now you could join in their campaign this month entitled the March Forward Savings Challenge. Get started and learn how to become that millionaire. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners. 20% off products or services on our website. Just send us an email with the subject line podcast, and we will send you that special discount code at dsbleadershipgroup.com. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. And just what I just said, you know, by helping them understand that their their secret sauce is building that relationship and that rapport. You know, I've started um, at one time I did 90 days of sales tips on LinkedIn, and now I'm starting to do that on Clubhouse. So I have morning sales tips every morning on Clubhouse. And so next week we're talking about from contact to contract. The difference between the two words is the letter R, relationships. So teaching them how to build relationship and teaching them how to prepare themselves and, you know, and to really study their craft and follow the process because it is a process that they can learn to help them be successful, right? And so really helping them to understand that process and learn how to really hone in to building those relationships because that's the difference between, I say, contact and contract. I love that. I love that. Just the difference is the letter R and that is about relationships. And if you can establish that rapport, if you can establish that trust, you can establish that relationship there, you got it done. It's, 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 it's as simple as that. And I love that. Thank you for saying that. Because when you're in a relationship, just like any relationship, man, woman, mother, child, what have you, you're, you're concerned for that person. And so when you're focused on building a relationship, you really focus on that other person and finding the best solution and service and product for them, right? And you're more attentive to that person. You're taking you out of it and you're tending to the person in the relationship. I agree with that. Totally agree with that, Joyce. This is David again. For our audience out there, if you're listening and you're liking our content and you love our guests, stop right now, push pause, like this program and consider becoming a supporter. Joyce, I wanna take us back here to the great resignation. And I know that from research that's been done by Forbes, Limeade, all these different companies, they, they've listed that the top reasons why people have left their jobs. We, we highlighted one of them in terms of that work-life balance. People come in a sense of it's now time to think about me. But some of the other things that were stated as important and why they left their organizations, number one, they were burnt out. They just felt burnt out. They felt instability at the organizational uh, leadership level. They felt there was a lack of flexibility. You mentioned about the father that was able to be there for his children. And for some of these organizations, they didn't know how to work in a hybrid model. They didn't know how to work remotely. And so a lot of those uh, employees felt like, hey, I, it's time for me to go if I can't take care of my children because my children can't go to the school. And some of them left because they didn't feel the same support, that same family support. And what they also found in the same study in the research is that 
the a lot of these employees that were leaving were looking for those flexibility in the jobs that they were going after. They're looking for the remote options. They're looking for more compensation. And what was interesting enough, you had people in situations where they're looking for jobs, and these jobs are offering these huge signing bonuses because they were looking for talent to come into the workplaces because they needed it. Um, what, what have been some of your experiences in working with either transitioning professionals or working with organizations looking to train the professionals they have so that those professionals don't leave? You know, um, great question, because um, I'm going to share two different things. I had a room this week um, on small business challenges, and I was helping um, companies as well as entrepreneurs talk about retention, employee retention, right? And so they hit it right on the knob. I mean, I know why I left with corporate, right? Um, I parted. I was, like I said, I was number one, two consecutive years. Um, I was had just closed a, a multi-million, you know, a, a 10 million deal that was going to be 10 million year over year, you know, so that really we think about a five-year contract, that's 50 million. Um, I'm having a conversation, not feeling um, supported, um, appreciated, respected by my leadership team, not really feeling that the leader, the new leader knew who I was at my core, or even at taking the time to just go read my LinkedIn profile, you know, as the kids say, Google me, you know, <laughs> you know, you're sitting here having a conversation with me and the conversation is really just kind of like, I'm like, do you know me? You know, allow me to reintroduce myself, Joyce Johnson. And so for that same reason, that's why I left. Right. And so I was sharing with those leaders how it's really important that when you're having these big Zoom calls, because you think you're doing a one month check in, that's not really going to get it right. You need to have more of those consistently every week. And then you need to push people into small groups so that they can be, Zoom allows you to do these rooms and, you know, and, and these other platforms saying Zoom, but all the social platforms allow you to go into these rooms and push people into rooms. And, um, you know, I've always, as a leader on my team, does, did what I call check-ins, right? Everyone get together and you check in, you talk about what happened in, you know, your past weekend, because I don't want to start talking to someone about sales goals when they lost someone that they loved over the weekend, Right. I, and some leaders go right into it. They don't ask you what, how did your life go over the weekend? And then also the, on the second part of check-in is what's your goals for this year? I mean, this week, you know, so we go into that week, what's your goals for this week? And so also just being um, remote in a small business, there's been times when I've sent my team a, a, a DoorDash coupon, like, hey, I'm going to buy you lunch today. So they're remote, but you can still do things for them to make them feel special. And when you're talking to people, you can still take those that time, you know, and I and I say separate those calls, right? Have a check-in call with your people and then have a business call. And don't do what leaders used to do to me. Don't call and act like you're trying to check in and really two minutes into the call, you're going to try to knock me over my head, right? And take me out, you know, se separate the two. Because when you bring someone up like that and then you just step on them before you end the call, it's not a good experience. They leave you more disengaged than they were before you. they even got on the phone with you, right? And I think also that comes into more leadership training. We have to have more leadership training. And so when I'm talking to my small business owners and entrepreneurs in my sales training program, and I'm talking to them about how to create their sales strategy, I'm also teaching them how to manage a sales force because I want them to understand, one, how to inspect what they expect 
for two to understand that salespeople, you know, I used to say um, many years, I would tell our, our support staff, I'm like, look, this is Hollywood and we're the stars and we're sensitive. We're sensitive. Like Erica Boudou say, we're artists and we're sensitive. Salespeople, we're sensitive. We're high performers, but we're sensitive. So I'm teaching them also how to manage that piece of it as well. And a, pre, and a big part of it is just people feeling appreciated. And as Larry um, Long said in my last book um, on the leadership, he said the, the small things really count big time. This is Danny. And I really appreciate that, Joyce. You said a couple of things that just really stand out to me. Number one, uh, where's the empathy at? Where is it? There's too many leaders who treat people as if they're just a number. And really at the end of the day, if you need to make certain goals at the corporation, sometimes you need to cut headcount. And, and no wonder people leave. They always say the number one reason people leave companies, they don't leave the companies because of the job, they leave because of the manager. And the biggest issue, and, and Joyce, I would love for you to chime in on this. And you said this a little bit earlier, you gave the hint, leaders need training as well. So tell us, when you meet with your corporate clients, how easy is it? to convince them that really they're the problem and that they need the training more than their own employees? You know, I don't think you can convince them that they're the problem, but I think what you can convince them is that people have needs and as the leader, it's your responsibility to understand that. And it's your responsibility to figure out how to lead your people and how to make it about your people. So I don't think, you know, so the approach is, the approach isn't like, let's talk about what's wrong with you. The approach is, let's talk about what's what's the challenge in your team. How do you think your team is feeling right now? Put yourself in their shoes. Think about when you were not in this position, but in another and what you wish would have taken place from your leader had you been experiencing what you're experiencing at this time. That's fantastic. This is Danny again, and I appreciate you bringing that up. Uh, one of the things that we have been doing and in our organization, we train uh, a lot of the executive leaders in their businesses in the technology field. And a lot of the CEOs will come to us during our coaching and says, hey, can you train my team? A lot of the content you're giving me is perfect. Can you train my team? And the question that first comes out of my mouth is, what do you think they need help on? And when we finally get to the depth of the matter, well, they're not performing the way I want them to perform. Well, what is your example been? And it always goes back to training the leader making sure they have the right training themselves before they look at their employees. They think, hey, I'm a CEO of the company. The employees have to do it. It's their job. Why aren't they growing? And it comes down to the support. And one of the questions I have for you is that because we are heightened that people are leaving jobs every day. They're like, I don't need this. I could go work for Uber, right? Because we're heightened on the issues of the pandemic, people being isolated, having to work remote, all this stuff going on now, can you tell our audience why it's so much more crucial today that not only do the sales reps receive training, but every corporate employee has to have a form of training in order to make sure that the company stays healthy, but also the mental mindset of the employee has to stay healthy. Can you explain to our audience why training overall is so crucial, specifically during this time of the pandemic? Absolutely. And as I mentioned, everyone needs to training, right? I think uh, one of the most successful trainings that I had in corporate was when our CEO, right, of our Fortune 1000 company actually came in and saw me do a role play, right? And so I, I think that also they need training um, on communicating what their expectations are, right? 
you can't inspect what you expect if you haven't effectively communicated what your expectations are and if you haven't set the right culture in your organization. And so everyone needs this train. I tell you, I just no bid at a state bid for the state of Texas, but this is how serious this is. And this is how um, what's taking place. The state of Texas actually put a bid out for diversity and inclusive training for the first time ever to train their leaders, to train their leaders on um, supporting and coaching remote, to train their leaders on inclusion, to train their leaders on workplace sensitivity. Because if we don't get it right, and if leaders don't move their egos to the side and really begin to realize what's important, they're never gonna hit their targets because they're not gonna have engaged employees doing what they can do to, to get there, right? When employees are performing at a highest level is when they're happy. And there's a lot of challenges out there right now that everyone has to deal with. And the last thing, like I said, we're realizing that we don't need as much money to live off of as we thought we did, right? There's a lot of households now that maybe were 200, 300, $400, $500,000 households that are saying, you know, my brother was with the state of Texas as assistant deputy director for state of Texas, like the second highest role for parole. He retired doing this. He's like, you know what? I can retire next year, but I can also retire today. And he went home, his wife's an attorney. He went home. Of course, he still got his retirement check, but the fact that he just said, okay, I'm done. I'm going to go home and homeschool my kid. It says a lot that the state of Texas now realized and, and other states that they need to train their employees to be more compassionate. And as we talked about having empathy, because if we don't, we're not, people are going to go sit in their cars by themselves, listen to their motivational tapes. They're going to listen to us on YouTube, having this conversation, right? They're going to go home and kiss their babies. And all these buildings that we have built on all these major cities around the world, so I just went and looked at one, they're going to remain empty. They're going to remain empty. And our next generation are making decisions. Our next generation are making decisions based on work-life experience and balance. Right. This is David Joyce, and I appreciate you sharing that. This is, there's, there's something to be said about understanding motivation and helping leaders to understand that your end goal you can say it's about profit. It's about getting the most out of your people. But what we're realizing is that you get more out of your people when they feel trusted, they feel believed in, they feel supported. They feel like you're giving them resources. And so we're starting to see a rise in more and more companies installing leadership programs. They're installing more educational opportunities, whether they're allowing their employees to get trained by universities or go back to school. But what I don't want to be missed is that when your employees are treated the right way, when people that are under your care are treated with the right type of attitude and mindset, they're actually more pro productive, they're more profitable. And so I've got to ask, in terms of this time period of the last year and a half with the health pandemic, COVID-19, what about entrepreneurs? We've seen that these big companies had a mass migration, people, or exodus rather, and they're finding new jobs, they're finding more career choices, they're finding more options, they're living life to the full, so to speak, a lot of these employees are. But what about entrepreneurs? What, what's been your experience of how they've been impacted? And are they more uniquely positioned now 
to take advantage of this period after or while we're coming through this great resignation period. We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Paul Jackowitz of pauljackowitz.com. For all your website design and management needs, visit Paul Jackowitz. That's Paul, J-A-C-K-I-E-W-I-C-Z.com. Are you projecting the right image to your market? Are you optimizing your name recognition and presence online? Elite Public Image is a leader in strategic communications and marketing solutions, ranging from public relations, brand communications, and content marketing strategy to social media and reputation management for businesses, professionals, and VIPs of all types. Whether you're looking to develop a spectacular brand or need a brand refresh, look no further than Elite Public Image. Visit ElitePublicImage.com and let Elite put their experience to work for you. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners for a free consultation over the next two weeks. Visit our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. You know, I, I speaking from an entrepreneur, I'll, I'll speak from that, for, you know, and I started this company two years ago. You know, I um, started the small business um, house that I do at one o'clock on um, Clubhouse because I wanted to hear from other entrepreneurs. And, and entrepreneurs are having a lot of challenges, but entrepreneurs... Um, we can handle it. We're cut for it, <laughs> right? <laughs> We're cut for it. We, we can take the risk and what have you. And so there's been a lot of, um, you know, programs and dollars and things that have been pledged out there to help entrepreneurs. Hopefully they'll get what they need. I will tell you that a lot of, I talked to entrepreneurs today on my, in my room on Clubhouse that said, you know, my revenues increased, right? I've even talked to a gentleman that owns a private um, charter plane company here in Houston. He's like, his business soared because a lot more people started flying private during COVID, right? You got a family of 10 people or 20 people, they're paying, you know, $1,000 for airline tickets. Why not just go and get on the plane together? And so different businesses are thriving and entrepreneurs, you know, being creative and figuring out ways to go and create opportunities for ourselves. Um, we, you know, everyone sort of had a hump initially kind of, but we had, we had to pivot. And I think for the most part, a lot of entrepreneurs have pivoted and they've done what they needed to do to move their businesses forward. This is Danny. You're absolutely right. I love that story. And, and that is so that is so crucial. You said something unique. It, it talks about the DNA of an entrepreneur. Yep. And people, they, they always say the small business is the backbone of America. But yet, when it comes to a lot of the programs, what happens to individuals, we see the big tax loopholes right also big gigantic corporations but it's the small businesses during the health pandemic that went under and one of the great things about it is that some of these businesses because they're entrepreneurs they found a way to either be creative to have a new business venture or to take the existing business and, and try to make it uh what we call conducive to the times now and one of our clients that we we coach and work with the ceo he has an organization and his business just took off during the pandemic it's been the best time ever because he provides uh, COVID tests, response tests, medication, drugs, pharmaceuticals to businesses real time, locally from the warehouse. 
And he said, this has been the best time ever. Employees can't go back to work unless they can prove that they've been back. They've had a, a positive, uh, a negative COVID reading. So all these things that are happening has been, it's been phenomenal. But I want to go back to, I want to go to something unique. When I, when I think about what you do in, in your organization, I want to let our audience know that if you want to get some training, there's a couple ways to do it. Try to figure out on your own and fall or go get training from an expert. And one of the things I love about your organization and what you have here, you have here the top 10 qualities of an effective salesperson. One of the things you did, a blog, how to handle buyer objections to win more business. That is what stands out to me when I think about this pandemic, where entrepreneurs have to get creative, have to figure out what to do, how to do it. This is an objection right now. This is, it may not be a person saying no to you. And that's why sales are so difficult. We, we fear rejection. But COVID said no to you. Pandemic said no to you. Your employees like, I still need to make money. I still need to take care of my kids. I still need to go out and buy groceries. What are you going to do? How are you going to overcome this objection? So this aspect, this framework that you have, this blog you put together, it is perfect for anyone and everyone out there. You're not a salesperson. You, of course, you're a salesperson. Every day you get up, you're a salesperson. Convincing your mom to go to the concert, you're a salesperson. So don't ever think that the word sales is a bad word. It can be applied every single day of your life, even during a pandemic. So Joyce, I want to say I appreciate the aspects of what you put together, the entrepreneurial spirit that you have, the ability to work with leaders and, and workers out there. But if we had to tell anybody today, listen to our program, here are the five things or one thing or two things, whatever. Here's the top things you need to think about when it comes to making an incredible day, an incredible week, incredible month, incredible year. What would that be? Would it be, hey, just call Joyce and I'll take care of everything for you? Would it be having the right mindset? What is it that you would like to tell our audience today that they should think about in order to move forward to make sure that no matter what objection happened, they're going to go win more business? You know, my, my theme for today, starting out this morning, was one, and, and um, it's so funny, My one of my formal interns just posted on LinkedIn today, she got a new job, um, internship, I think is at Home Depot, she's going to be a project manager or something, and she quoted me, and it's funny, because when I saw that, I was like, I've just been saying this this morning, and this may seem simple, right, it, 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 but it goes into mindset, it goes into being consistent, it goes into um, perseverance, and I say all the time, and she quoted me on LinkedIn today, Get up, show up, follow up. Mm. I love it. I and it, love and it. it seems simple. But like I said, when you think about it, it talks about your mindset. You got to get up. You got to be willing to go make it happen. One thing I've talked about all week was the 13 seconds that Mahone had to turn that game around and change his life. And he did it, right? And so whenever you go to my clubhouse this morning for the morning tips at 9 a.m. all this week, it's been posted. 13 seconds can change your life. 13 seconds. But if you don't get yourself out of bed and get your mind right so that you can show up prepared in preparation, because preparation breeds confidence. If you don't know the playbook and if you're not getting the training that you need to help you operate and prepare in the playbook so that you can win the game, so you can follow up in your 13 seconds and score and go on overtime and boom, win it right? Then shame on you. So it sounds simple, but I say it all the time. And I'm, I keep it that simple because I want my college students to get it. And so I'm really excited that one of my college babies posted this today on LinkedIn. She said from my mentor, Joyce Johnson, as she says, get up, show up and follow up. That's it. 
That's it. And I love that. By the way, just a side note, they shouldn't have, they should have just squid kick it. That way they would have ran out of time. That's their fault. That's poor coaching. Uh, and, and, and I, I agree. I agree. I love that your one of your mentees that you mentored was able to pull something positive and people need, you know, they need positivity. They need this positivity and they need the reminder, show up, just show up. I don't feel great today. I don't want to do anything. Get out of the bed. Just take those sheets off. I don't care how cold it, get out of the bed, one step in front of the other and go seize the day. It doesn't matter how you feel, what you're thinking. It doesn't matter if there's 13 seconds left, like you said, Joyce, with everybody, everybody, not one person believe these guys are going to come back, kick a field goal, go in overtime, score a touchdown and win. And that, that the quarterback of the Buffalo, Buffalo Bills would never get back on the field again. No one ever thought that. And so when people count you out, when your old friends count you out, your own emotions count you out, your heart counts you out, your mind counts you out, get up, get out of bed, and go take those 13 seconds and make it a winner. And yeah. you know what? And to Alan's point, you know, I talked about that all week too. Alan had 23 seconds. You know, because the commentator said that he said he Alan has 23 seconds to change his life. He did. He took 10 seconds of playing time. And he made it happen. But he left 13 seconds of play time on that clock. 13 seconds. Yep, and so yep. I talked about all week. 13 seconds could change your life. Sometimes you get the deal just because you show up and the other guy stayed in bed. Mm, this, is, this is awesome. That is so true. And I'll tell you, I was so tempted when you guys were going back and forth to literally say preach keep going man i was getting excited about it i felt like i was watching the game all over again because what was so exciting about it was seeing the reaction seeing the belief i mean even the coach andy reed said when things look grim be the grim reaper i mean he was telling them you prepared for this you practice for this you're prepared for these situations and as you stated earlier maybe you just showing up was what you needed to do to win that deal. And so Joyce, what I wanted to talk about here, you're an eight-time author. And I've got to ask this question as we get ready to wrap up here, because what really inspires me is that you collaborate a lot with other leaders in some of your work. You wrote a book, Why Sales for Athletes, with a couple other authors. You wrote the book of your know, top 10 sales tips for college graduates. And why college students should really think about sales was, I think, one of your other books. You said something about uh, why, college, why sales for college students. These are some of the things you're doing out there. What are some of the new projects you're working on now? And why the collaborative spirit? Because I think it's awesome to be able to bring other thought leaders, other minds. But what are some of the things you're working on now? And why the approach of working with so many others to bring things like this to completion? You know, um, there's so many different things I could say to that. One, to whom much is given. And when you have a platform and you um, you have a, a way to be able to lift other people up and, and help other people in, in their light, um, it's your responsibility to do so. Also, you know, to be able to learn from others, people need to hear different voices. So we all learn differently. Some of us learn by video, some learn by audio, some learn by reading. And someone can read my story and not get it, but then they can read the next sales guy's story or sex sales leader's story and totally have an aha moment. And I want people to get it as many ways as they need to get it in order to embrace it and be able to move forward and be successful. And so collaborations, you know, that, and that old African um, proverb, I think it was that if you want to go um, fast, go alone, if you want to go um, far, take a team. 
and and that's the spirit that I do things, you know, within. I want I learn from a lot of different people. Every college student that's ever been an intern on my team, I've learned from them, and I hope that they've learned from me. And so my next project, I've had the um, Color Outside the Lines, Extraordinary Stories of Leadership. That's the most recent book that you're mentioning. And, and I, the next one for this coming year is Extraordinary Stories of Extraordinary Entrepreneurship, because I want to highlight the journey of the entrepreneur and what it is a tough space to operate in. I think I kind of forgot about it a little bit because I was an entrepreneur and then I got called back to corporate and I took that opportunity and so the entrepreneur space is a tough one and we do have to get up every day and, and show up. I recommend that people invest in themselves. When I collaborate with people, I'm investing in myself and myself, right? Because I'm learning from these people and I share with people all the time, don't be afraid to collaborate. Sometimes you, it's not gonna work well. I've had some of those relationships, partnerships that didn't work well, but you know, and also I just a believer that, you know, 100% of zero is zero. So why not partner with someone and get more out of it? David, I love this. This is so inspiring. And, and this is why, for our listening audience, that Dan and I connect with Joyce and one of our own networking groups. We're all part of a, an incredible HPCU networking group. We're all graduates from uh, historical Black colleges, universities. I know that she went to Prairie View A&M. My 20 of course, graduated from Howard University. But we love just to be able to network and connect, support each other, challenge each other. And, and a lot of us re don't realize that we can't do this by ourselves. And I appreciate Joyce sharing that. You know, it's important that you have the right team, the right voices, the right people. And if you learn to be able to step outside yourself and realize that your story might be the right story for that moment for somebody, but when you give the stage to somebody else, that story might make all the difference in someone else's life. So what have we learned today? What have we talked about? We talked about the great resignation. What can we learn? If you're an organization or a company, invest in your people. Put the resources there. Invest in your managers, invest in your directors, help them to learn, help them to get the training they need. Give your people the resources they need. Invest in diversity. Consider flexible work from home, remote situations from your employees because they might be more productive. And if they're more productive, they're gonna become your resource to become more profitable. And if you're an entrepreneur or you're a professional looking for a, a different job, or you're transitioning, invest in yourself. There's nothing better you can do than invest in yourself. Learn how to communicate differently. Learn how to overcome objections. Get training from professionals like our guest here today. Joyce is awesome. She can help you with the things that she's doing. If you love our podcast, you guess what? Joyce has a podcast as well. It's called Let's Talk About It. And I'll, I'll tell you, when you go on there, you listen, you'll see some of these students. You'll be impressed with the way they care themselves and how they speak. And then you're going to be blown away because she brings on some, some of her own authors or some of the authors of the books that she's writing coming on to her podcast to talk about their experience and why it was so important for the voice to get out in the chapters or the segments of the books that they've helped contribute to. Joyce, you're giving our listeners a lot, but you're also, if they reach out to you, you're going to give them a copy of one of your ebooks. If you want to know more about Joyce, go to her website, whysalesnetwork.com. We're going to make sure we include her links below. But I want to thank all of you guys for listening in. And I want to thank our special guest, Joyce. Joyce, you're wonderful. You're fantastic. Thank you for coming on our program. And I really, really thank hope you. you come back again. I'll be back. I'll, in my honor voice, I'll be back. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at DSP Leadership and visit us online at dspleadershipgroup.com. 
to learn more about our workshops and trainings. We will see you on the next episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast.